Secrets of the Sire. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sire Studios Digital Network. That's SireDigital.com or SecretsOfTheSire.com. You can find us on YouTube.com slash Sire Studios, Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire, and Twitch.tv slash Secrets of the Sire. This podcast immediately goes up on all known and relevant podcasting apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. Immediately after this live stream, you can find us on the CastWorks Comedy Network. Tonight, we go bounce in the Super Bowl trailer game. We are going to preview Birds of Prey. The reviews are in and there. And we'll also preview Oscar night and do a little deep dive into that Joker nomination uh, with... That Kevin Sharp, who is our guest tonight as we spin the comics to movies racks. I'm your host, Michael Dolce, and as always joined by my co-host extraordinaire, Mr. Hassan Godwin. How are you doing, sir? Uh, <laughs> Did you watch the ball game? Oh, man. Now, do yes. you realize this was a year ago when you, when you announced to everyone that you refer to the Super Bowl, which happened on Sunday, uh, as the ball game? It is a game that is played with a ball. It's a ball game. It is accurately defined as a ball game. It is not maybe in the parlance of of sportsdom. It yeah. is probably uh, it's taboo to refer to it as a ball game. But from people on the outside perspective, it's a it's a game played with a ball. The mm. ball is essential to the to the operation of the game. Yeah. Therefore, it is a ball game. Are you in favor of the Super Monday holiday petition that's going along? That making Super Monday a holiday, like a federal holiday, so that people don't have to go to work. I'm sure. Anytime you get it, <laughs> or the, or the other thing going around that they want to put the Super Bowl on a Saturday. I'm kind you of like I'm more for. I am more for the Super Monday than I am <laughs> the Super yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Wonder why? That's a, that's odd. How I strange? Like, How strange? I feel like I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like it <laughs> just makes more sense. All right. Well. It aside from, makes more days off. That's what it makes. You aside know. from the game, which a sports fan like me can enjoy, and our audience, you watch. Oh, well, of course, yeah, I watched the game. I, you know, here's the thing, though. I'm a Jets fan. I had no dog in this race. There was no Patriots to root against this year, thank God. Uh, but part of me also wishes there was somebody to root against. Uh, I like, you know, I have no dog in the fight. I don't hate either teams. Um, Easier to root against someone than to root for someone, right? Because no, like, no, no, no. I, it's well, it's okay. It's it's easier because then you just sit there and go, if they don't win or if they do win, like whatever, it's not your team. Uh, it's not as crushing as if your team lost. So yes, if you were a 49ers fan, crushing defeat uh, that they were up ten in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. If you there were there were people at my gathering who were who had, who had who had intricate reasons for uh, for rooting for the uh, 49ers. Yeah. And it was heartbreaking watching it, uh, watching the game, the yeah. 49ers, and them themselves crumble yeah. into, into yeah. despair as uh, things kind of got hurt. I agree, agree completely. I think that's <laughs> – I, I think that is, it, is a lot, it is a lot easier to root against than it is to um, – Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. I didn't do any gambling this year too. I, I noticed that was a that was a distinct 
absence from my Super Bowl mature. enjoyment. That's like maturity. <laughs> thing you kind of go no, on. it has nothing to do with maturity. I completely forgot that there's boxes <laughs> and things like that. And we, I used to do a Super Bowl party. We don't do that anymore with the kids. Uh, oh, it's now it's not... just a buddy of mine come up and yeah. So there was just it was just too much it's going on. It's not maturity. It's senility. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Well, one, it's getting older, one way or the other. Right. You could, we could we could chalk it up to uh, yeah. To, to becoming more of a seasoned human being. Yeah, no, I'm going to get back. I'm going to revert back, hopefully, as soon as humanly possible. Because gambling does make the game more interesting. Because then all of a sudden, you're rooting I for yourself. If you got, if you got and there the is money. nothing better. There is no one I like rooting for more than me. <laughs> Strangely, that makes uh, a lot of sense there. That's, I'm kind of worried about myself now. Yeah, as I, as I go along with that weirdness, and there's oh, nothing weird right. about it. It's totally no, there's true. Plenty, right. There's plenty weird. Plenty. Super Bowl is uh, a great opportunity for movie companies. It's a great opportunity for for the commercials. So they say. So I've list. heard. I've heard this. Overall, in general, the Super Bowl on Sunday hit hit all the high marks for me. Even the halftime show I was a big fan of, which I normally am not. I thought that yeah. was great. Yeah, I thought the commercials, right? The commercials themselves. Uh, before we get into the movie trailers and things like that. The uh, the park the park the car with Chris Evans, you know. Yeah, you know what? Strangely unbelievable. Enough, I had, I'd seen that maybe a couple of maybe a week prior. Yeah, they on, they released on, them uh, early now, which is yeah on YouTube. Silly and insane. It is. That's, that, that was terrible. Yeah, it was very funny. I knew it had to be a special uh, a special commercial, like a you know a special yeah. uh, event commercial because mm-hmm. of the star power that was yeah. in the uh, mm-hmm. in the commercial in and of itself. But you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that one. The big, the big winner for me was the Bill Murray Groundhog Day one. Yeah. To me, I yeah. thought that, I, that was. Yeah, pretty good. In an age where they reboot or sequelize everything, and we sit there and say, "I don't need to see this sequel. I don't need to see this." This one was just perfect because it's not real. Obviously, it's not a no. true sequel. But it, it was a nostalgic, a substantial amount of. Well, that's what I'm time. saying. It was a nostalgic romp. It was a two-minute revisiting of something that is just amazing, with a clever little spin on it. Great incorporation of the actual product in the commercial as well, too. It was like watch. It was literally like watching a sequel to Groundhog Day for a brief like 30 seconds, and I thought it was just that was my winner. Yeah. In terms I even of enjoyed the lead-in to the to the opening, uh, you know, to the opening volley of the of the game with the you mm-hmm. know, commercial with the kid who was running, uh, you know, uh, past. Oh my God! A rogues gallery of of uh, celebrities, sports celebrities, and and actual celebrity celebrities, and it started off um, as a commercial, and it ended up he 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 ended up running on the field at the beginning of the game, you know, to hand yeah. off the the ball. And I thought that was. I thought that was really well done. You know, that was that was that was delightful. There's a lot of stuff that would that would be my description of of the uh, of the, the the commercials for this Super Bowl. Like, and there were not a lot of them that were like these weird esoteric kind of uh, you know weirdness where the jokes don't land or there's you know they're they're far too inside baseball for anybody outside to get. They were a lot of them were just kind of delightful, like the. The, the the Subaru commercial was delightful, you know. Yeah. The, the, the you know Smart Park it was was very delightful. Um, a number of the other commercials, the the Groundhog's Day commercial was delightful, you know. I was like, oh, yeah. all right, you know, I I know what they're trying to say. I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's landing. You know, it's Bill Murray, so he's you know proven he still got it, even only for thirty seconds. You know, he 
You know, you still you still have to have that magic if you can if you can make thirty seconds. You know, a, a Bill Murray yeah. thirty seconds. You yeah. Know? So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, the previous years have been kind of hit or miss, but this one was mostly delightful. You know. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100%. Now, movie studios, for the most part, actually kind of shied away. Uh, Netflix was absent completely. Uh, they're wondering if it's just because they did not have anything suitable to promote or if they're actually saying that their sales have declined. Not sorry, hasn't declined. Uh, their U.S. sales have kind of peaked and their international subscriptions are what they're going after. So why waste the money on, hmm. you know, a a domestic event like the Super Bowl when you, you could pump that, that add dollars in somewhere like else. The, um, like the, the comic book industry talking about uh, oh, yeah. narrowing down that it's the same. It's almost sounds like the same kind of spin. Yeah. Like everything is fine. We're just changing our entire business profile. Yeah. To accommodate the new market. You yeah. Know? But weird. that being said, there still were a bunch of trailers that dropped. We're not going to do a, a, huge trailer truth the trash on all of them because it's just too much. I could literally take up an entire episode. We've got Birds of Prey and Oscars to, uh, to dive into later. Mm-hmm. But James Bond, Top Gun, mm-hmm. Black Widow, those were the big three. Fast and Furious also uh, you know, dropped as well too. You know, for our intents and purposes, oh, and the promo for uh, Disney+, Plus, which we'll get into in a second afterwards, but let's stick to the movies for a second. Out of those four trailers, which one, which one caught your eye the most? Oh, Bond, Bond, Top Gun. And now, Top Gun is not a comic book movie, but we're just throwing it in there because it was all grouped into the Super Bowl. Uh, Black Widow and Fast and Furious, F9. I gotta say Top Gun. Top Gun, mm. really. Um, just because it was like, it was nice and short and sweet. It was like another 30 second hit. Yeah. It was a last minute addition to the, to, the, uh, yeah. to the Super Bowl that I heard, that I the way I understand it. And it's just, you know, I mean, it's Tom Cruise who, who genuinely is in the cockpit of a jet. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm sold. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I, would, I would have to say that the one I want to see most is yeah. probably uh, uh, James Bond. Probably. I'm glad you said that. James, so it's interesting to see James Bond actually in this particular iteration, and I'll tell you why. Uh, when, when I, not we, when I first started the show, the very first topic and this is 2016, so this is, I don't think Me Too actually had happened officially just yet, but definitely okay. there was a big push. And this is pre-Donald Trump being elected, too, so this was interesting. One of the topics was how ancient James, the, like the idea of James Bond as a character is. And so that was the very first episode of Secrets of the Sire was talking about, you know, the relevancy of a James Bond character. So... Fast forward four years later, it's kind of interesting to actually now see a new James Bond movie post Me Too, post you know what we've kind of gone through as a country as a whole in the next four years, and to again ask the question: Is James Bond relevant now? I mean, obviously, you know, seated next to him is an African American uh, woman who is going to take a a huge role in the franchise going forward. Uh, the Broccoli's have since commented on this question, so to actually see it up there. To see how it's been kind of updated, kind of it gets me excited. Like I'm, I'm excited to see what this movie eventually becomes four years later after the last one came out. Well, James got he 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 got me too. Like he got 
yeah kind of affected by it i mean because if you look at uh casino royale and mm-hmm. then uh, and then the quantum of solace the, the 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 direct sequel to casino royale they're all yeah. both they're both about one woman yeah he's not you know he's not philandering you know in that, in right. that kind of uh, you know um and he's you know he's hung up on this you know he's he's actually fallen in love lost love mm-hmm. and is embittered by having lost the love that he lost mm-hmm. um Sky falls more about him, you know, him finding out about his past and himself, uh, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, but but there's really no love interest that much in Skyfall at all. There's no, yeah. there's not a lot of uh, again, not a lot of philandering. And then he falls in love again in um, uh, oh my God, what's the last one? Um, what was the previous one? What was the name of the previous one? That's how Casino Casino Royale, uh, the Quantum of Solace, Skyfall. Uh, wasn't Skyfall. The, I guess this is the fifth one, isn't it? Now, yeah, because this one is No Time to Die. Um, darn it! Let's see. And it's a it's it's a it's like a it's a Bond relevant title with Blofeld. Uh, uh, Spectre. Spectre. Yes. Yeah. That's why I, I knew it was Bond relevant. Um, yeah. Spectre, which is you know everybody, most people's least favorite, I think. Um, um, yeah, it really was. Um, I mean, it was so nondescript. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was such a, there's a you know it was a good movie. I I have to see it again because I I saw it once. Um, I think, and I I didn't not enjoy it, but it didn't it didn't really move me too much. Um, so I have to watch it again. But it's a, yeah, a lot of people are saying that it took a it took a, a large step down from Skyfall which was Skyfall even wasn't really my favorite of them all, but Skyfall is definitely the, the, the benchmark of, uh, the, of the Daniel Craig, James yeah. Bond. Yeah. Um, you think so? so I, I, mean, I think Casino Royale to me was no, no, such no, no. a brutal I'm not talking about like I'm not talking about like whether, which, which ones you like. I mean, Skyfall okay. is the one that blew up. You know that was that one's un- yeah. that's an unequivocal success. You know, that's, that's yeah, good point. Good for, point for you know. I remember Skyfall. You know, I was like, oh well. And the thing I didn't like about Skyfall personally was that mm-hmm. it kind of took a it it kind of took a weird turn. Um, yeah, because the first two were about him being in, a new young agent. You know, uh, yeah. you know, just starting out on his career, and he was all he's already kind of burned out by the third movie. Yeah. Now you can argue that lifestyle is really hard and it burns mm-hmm. people out very, very quickly, which is fine. But I kind of, you know, I kind of, it was, I found it a little jarring. I do like Star, uh, uh, Skyfall a lot. Yeah. I do like it. I like all of them. I like, I like Daniel Craig in the role a lot. Love a Daniel lot Craig in the role. Yeah. Which I wanted, why I want to see this next one. But to, to your point, to, to, to wrap it up again, it, it did, it did go through an evolution yeah. Right? In order to be relevant, you know, yeah. they they turned him into a, uh, you know, a, a a man into monogamy, you know, like right. to such an extent that he is embittered, and you know, because I mean, it it seems like the, the it, it trope, drops the an trope. explanation, right? It drops yeah. an explanation for the woman, for for the philandering. As I, I exactly. like, I like, I like you. I like that. I like that better than womanizing. Now, Black Widow, you know, very low on my on my totem pole chart, even though you know they do have that that cool, you know, scene at some point, we all have to choose between what the world wants you to be and who you are, you know, that kind of thing was kind of cool, but, it, but it's nothing new. And, and also we don't really know the relevance to 
phase four that this movie's really going to play. I mean, there's theories about the sister and this and that. And, and you don't get anything from the trailer. So it's not as if I'm watching that going, boy, I can't wait to see you know, how this impacts X, Y, and Z. I'm looking at it more like, this still looks cool. I'm still looking forward to it. I'll see you in May. Uh, yeah. the, Marvel, the Marvel stuff that did catch my eye, though, was the promo for Disney+, Plus, which Disney+. A is is just awesome because it's right in our right in our living room <laughs> which which is just fantastic yeah i know we don't have to go anywhere to see any of this stuff did um, you catch and i didn't when i first saw it it took until i i rewatched it on youtube scarlet witch in full scarlet witch yes. regalia yeah in the, in the comic book comic book scarlet witch regalia that i am pretty, on the f- that am, was pretty cool right i'm on the fence about uh a WandaVision. Now, oh, I'm man. thinking it's going to have to be like, it's. I'm thinking what's going to happen here is it's going to be like Heath Ledger's Joker, right? Because when I first heard about Heath Ledger's Joker, I was oh, like, okay. oh, okay. What? This is, you know, and then it hit me. I'm like, wait a minute. This must mean that Heath Ledger is so freaking great at this role that they had to give it to him because he's so, he's so outside of the, of the beltway. When it when you think of you know uh, actors who could probably play the Joker, yeah. he must have blown them away. So what I'm thinking this this idea for WandaVision yeah. is so out it's just so out there that it's got to be. It is you know, so I, like I love stuff that's off the rails. Like I love it. I really do. I love stuff that, in a good way, right, is off the rails. This mm-hmm. the fact that she's dressed up in like these, I almost. I'm only I'm only a little worried. Here's, about here's a theory that the, I know the, is wrong. The nothing is real aspect of I I can't stand that kind of storytelling, that nonlinear storytelling. Theories of nothing is sure real. to go wrong. They're trapped in arcades, mastermind workshop, whatever that is. Right? Sure. sure. Right? I don't know. It's sure. not it's not gonna happen. But they just got the X Men license back, so maybe. No, it just it looks off the rails. And she's a mutant, so she's and she's a the, mutant. She so is yeah, very much part of the X Men. So there, there is a an or, aspect to it where you know I think it's going to be fantastic. I think, you know, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is is going to be more of that straightforward, like you know we're going to ca- we're going to. I thought get the imagery from that. that was was great. Finally, yes. you know, some yes. like some real imagery and not like these a lot of these fake or or yeah. Uh, or foisted uh, uh, yeah. concept art pieces and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that looks, I mean, all looks good. And then Loki, like you, you got nothing from that. Like you, they right. I, absolutely yeah. Nothing. And he's in a prison outfit or something. I mean, who <laughs> yeah. knows? You know, the, the funny thing is, well, you know what though? See, that's where Marvel's smart though. They devoted the most of that promo shot to the stuff that has the most questions, right? That yeah. leaves you wondering, you know, what the F is going to really happen here? Meanwhile, they're like, Tom Hiddleston, Loki, enough said. Yeah. Enough you, said. You, you know him, you'll love him, you'll go see right. him. You got to enough. see Wilson throw the cap shield. You get to see Winter Soldier emptying bullets in front yeah. of somebody's face. Quit Life crying. Life These movies good. are coming. These shows right. are coming. Quit your crying. Let us know what you think. Let us know about the bowl game. The ball game, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know which commercials you love the most, which trailers uh comment in the facebook feed we will get you right back when we come back i'm gonna let hassan choose it's either a birds of prey preview or it's an oscars preview one way or the other we'll be previewing either of those when we come back
check out the all-new Sire Studios website, sirestudiosinc.com. Find all your back issues for The Sire, Mainstream, Undone, and more, and be on the lookout for news and announcements, convention appearances, and brand new podcasts coming to Sire Studios. That address again is sirestudiosinc.com. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by all of our beloved patrons. That is dedicated fans, Tom uh, Osa, Einar Peterson, Matt Beyer, Ashley Haikai, uh, our executive producer, Brian Phillips, Steve Hovecki, our super-duper producer, Stephanie Dolce, and our uber-fan, Christina Dolce. Go to patreon.com slash Studios. We did make the switch over to the new URL, so please Take note, patreon.com slash Sire Studios. Uh, we are actually unveiling a whole bunch of really cool artwork, exclusive artwork for some projects that are coming up this year. And uh, you can also get in on the podcast stuff. Go to patreon.com slash Sire Studios. All right, Hassan, tossing it out to you. We've got Birds of Prey review. The reviews are in and they're good. That's a tease. Or Joker preview the oscars preview with joker i got a great article i found which one you want which one you want to go into let's hear about what they're saying about the joker okay all right so first of all the this is from the new york post uh joaquin phoenix is front running and that that they are just based off of the award ceremonies that have come before it is almost like a 95 percent lock he is going to win best actor for his role in joker out of all the nominations, 11, 11 nominations total, I think we can both agree that's a, a well-deserved win if he does indeed win. Not to say that the other actors weren't good. His performance, though, I think, is the one thing that carries this film. He's in every single scene. Uh, he's an unreliable narrator. He's, he, he is someone you can't take your eyes off of. Agree? Disagree? Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. I agree. I okay. Agree. All right. So that's the first thing. That's not the article I found. Found this on Uh, CBR.com. It says, Logan deserved as much Oscars love as Joker has received. With its 11 Oscar nominations, Joker provides proof that comic book adaptations occasionally, but not often, receive award recognition outside of technical categories. Uh, And then scrolling down, while this movie was a critical and financial success, uh, sorry, before we get into that, however, it's not the first comic book film to receive Oscar buzz, Dark Knight was nominated for eight Oscars with Heath Ledger uh, winning a posthumous award. Black Panther scored seven nominations. And meanwhile, there's Logan, the first comic book movie nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, a film that deserved more love from the Academy. Um, It goes into detail about what Logan was. I'm assuming our audience here, if they haven't seen it, they're not not our audience. The heck with them. (laughs) It goes on to say, though, while this- You don't deserve to know about it if you haven't seen it. While this movie was a critical and financial success, it received only one Oscar nom, which a few years ago wasn't much of a surprise since they rarely get nominated. Uh, Though Logan didn't even get nod in the categories of sound editing, visual effects, it got snubbed all around. Logan should have received more attention from the Academy, especially in comparison to the most nominated film this year, Joker. Both films reimagined the superhero genre. Uh, Joker is a villain's origin story disguised as a Scorsese film, while Logan is a chase through the Wild West circa 2029. Both films star broken, social, uh, societal outcasts who watch over a mentally deteriorating senior. These characters also have manic breaks and resort to graphic violence as a form of release and justice. 
Furthermore, both characters require the respected actors to go through physical transformations. Why? Why did Joker... I'm not going to ask why Logan didn't get it, because I think, I think the time in which it came out is exactly the reason it did not get as much Oscar love. Plus, it takes place within a universe, in which case I feel as if the Oscars, the Academy, is not necessarily going to take it as seriously as Joker, which was a, was, was a, a standalone piece. But why did Joker get the kind of love, in your opinion, that, uh, that it did from the Academy? Um, I think because it, there was a, a pity campaign uh, engaged by the director prior to the movie coming out mm-hmm. um which made a you know i mean overt political statements which kind of kick-started uh counterculture uh you know interest into the in the film i also think two two prong um the movie joker had an overt message to it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um a social commentary message that that uh let's say logan didn't actually mm. have, well logan had it but it's 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 well hidden in the text, yeah. In yeah. Logan, as opposed to you know on on the nose with yeah. the Joker, and then on top of it having a message, it overtly expresses that message verbally yeah. at the end of the film. Yeah. Like it's not subtle about how it. So I mean, everybody could follow it. Everybody knew that you know there was nothing ambiguous about what Joker was. Yeah, I I think it's. Um, you know, well, I got my personal feelings about Joker, so we don't right. need that. But um, I think th- go I to secretsofthesire.com and go check out our archives for yeah, exactly. Hassan's personal feelings. Exactly. Shameless plug. Go back. Yeah. Say, I'm not, you're not getting it now. You got to go back. And, and, uh, and, That's the and spirit. I am glad. I am glad. So look at Patreon. now. You've, you've, oh, you're dr- <laughs> oh, my God. You're drinking the Kool Aid. This is amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have completely sold out and, and, and it's yeah, taken so, you a while, but you've yeah, come to the dark side. I love my it. My soul go is gone. My soul is gone. Um, so I think I think those are the two yes, reasons. Yes, I have done everything. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be celebrating that, much, yeah. you know. Your that's transformation not cool. to the dark side is complete. You can't really go wrong with a Palpatine reference. You really? never, it never it never goes it never gets old. Unless you're JJ Abrams. It always works. <laughs> oh <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah, I thought it. All right. But that's that's what I think. This um, guy on fire. I think I think you I think I don't think you can be esoteric. Yeah. I think if you're making an allegory, unfortunately, even though artistically everybody loves it when you don't express what the allegory is about and let everybody figure it out, I think you get further by just telling everybody, "Oh yeah, this movie is about suffering and, you know, in in decency right. and the and the and the apathy that people have and mm-hmm. you know, how you push people too far and then they can bounce back." There's a, you know, there's also a lot of uh a lot of uh, masturbatory fantasy about, like you know, getting even with people who you know who yeah. oppressed you and the downtrodden. Everybody in mm-hmm. everybody in our society has delusions of that kind of fantasy. Mm-hmm. My my issue with it being a a milestone in the comic book genre is that the director overtly said he was trying to make a real movie disguised as a comic book movie. Yeah. So he's just as much in the Scorsese uh, blasphemy zone yeah. as 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 Scorsese was, but 
you know, he's, he gets a pass because his movie made a billion and the Irishman did not make a billion dollars. So, well, we don't know. We don't know what, because it's on Netflix. Well, yeah, because, right? because we don't have the metrics for it. So yeah. obviously, you know, it, oh, the Irishman was a success. It was, a, it was, you know, it was a great success for him. It is not a diminishment. It is not a step down for mm-hmm. Scorsese, but we don't have the numbers. The, the Joker is clearly, along with the fact it's a sleeper hit, it's a come yeah. from behind kind of, you know, barnstorm. So yeah, it's, it's I, a, it, it is. And it's, it's a truly DC amazing, movie, right? You know, so I mean, it, there, there's a lot that was standing against it that they kind of overcame. Do, so. do you know what's funny? You bring that up, and I think a movie like Joker doesn't have the success. Not that it doesn't get made; it gets made. It doesn't have the kind of success it has unless you have an Aquaman to basically kind of say we're not going. We don't. We, or well, these movies are worth it. Like, I'm trying to think. We, wait, wait, I'm trying to think. Make, Wonder Woman. No, but Wonder Woman came out before JLA. Right for Justice League. Yes. So, Wonder I Woman. I mean, you Wonder were, you Woman were, was a success. It, it was, wasn't but a you were still movie, watching. You were still success. watching Wonder Woman, thinking, "Great, now I'm excited to see Justice League and how they tie the universes together." Blah blah blah. Aquaman was the first movie where DC kind of said, Justice "Like, League. correct." Yeah. Like where DC's like, "We we give up trying to be Marvel," uh-huh. and without yeah. that happening, I don't think you go into Joker with the same kind of expectations. If if you're going into Joker, let's say. After Wonder Woman, you're actually you're you're. I think you're going into it with a lens of how does this connect to the rest of the DCU? Even even though they say it doesn't, I know it, and we know it doesn't. I feel as if yeah, I agree. Expectation is completely different based off. Oh yeah, so I think I think that uh, Wonder Woman 1984 will be the benchmark then, right? Yeah. Um. You know, we'll we'll find out. It'll be the the post Justice League post setup movie. Yeah. It'll be, you know, it'll be a character movie, kind of like uh, Aquaman. Yeah. Um, which one of my few correct predictions I predicted Aquaman was going to do really well. Well, and we already he, knew it would. James Cameron, Finney Chase, you can't go wrong. One of the good commercials. Uh, it it could have gone wrong. <laughs> look one, at, of the, look at one of the best uh, <laughs> commercials, too, was the Charlie Day, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where he was spotted in other commercials, the Doritos. But not the Doritos, yes. the, Tide, the Tide commercial where he was spotted. That was another one good one. Super Bowl, man. Really racked it up. What is this? What is this? That's not even a segue. You no, no. segue to that. That's, well, like he, a, that's a misfire. That was a synaptic No, no. Misfire. You mentioned Wonder Woman 1984. He popped up there, too. You didn't see that one? No, I didn't see him pop oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they show a scene from Wonder Woman 1984 where she's in the mall and she's got the lasso and then she comes up and she's like, deal with that later oh yeah okay do you think she was actually there or the, was I, that I, just a tool yeah, clip i don't know yeah that's a tool clip i think, I think so i think it has think to be so. right yeah i think it's so it's, it's all right if it is but I, I i don't think she actually stopped in to you know what it, <laughs> the one thing the one thing anytime i see it the, Godot, is, man i gotta tell you when they announced that she was gonna be wonder woman i was like her the chick from from fast and furious mm. Doesn't fit at all. It doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't. And the minute she put the costume on, the Wonder Woman costume, and yeah. even in Batman v Batman v Superman, oh, which, yeah. you know, it's a movie that's troubled. It's a troubled film. It's a, it's a heck of a film. Very yeah. troubled. Um, she showed up as as Diana, and I remember going, "Oh, that's why." Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know, uh, and and. I think that's that's just like a Hugh Jackman. It's just amazing right. casting, you know. Right. Like, okay, that's that's perfect casting. Right. Um, and I, you know, Jason Momoa has convinced me. Um, Did not he, like his commercial. Did you see his commercial? Yeah, where he where he 
it's, actually, it's, I love the idea of his commercial. The execution of his commercial kind of yeah. weirded me out. Didn't need to see. Yeah, we, guts, like, obviously not his arms, squiggly arm. My Jason friend Rosemary was like, this, this is unacceptable because she's, you know, she's a woman. They should have, what they should have done is gotten an entirely different actor, another famous actor. Uh, I don't, I don't like know. Like he can rip it off and be that famous actor who's like Danny, De- like it could be Danny DeVito. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if he like ripped it off and it's like, now nah, I get to be I myself and it's Danny DeVito on stilts or something like that to me. I don't know. Would... I mean, it was, it is what it is. You know, I, I, and then I he's don't... sitting there with Lisa Bonet after, come mm-hmm. on. That, that could take it or leave it. Hire us. It it. Hire us right now. All right. Real quick before <laughs> we go to break. I already know your answer probably. What's the better film in 30 seconds or less between Joker and Logan? What's the better film? Not now? the one you enjoyed the most. Yes. Not the one you enjoyed the most. Because I think the- we both – I enjoyed Logan more than I enjoyed Joker. What's the better film though between the two? I I honestly do think Logan is a better film. Okay. Logan's multifaceted. It's it's got layers. It's got a three act structure. Um there are it doesn't rely so much on I mean, look, Joker is carried by Phoenix. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. So I mean, uh, Logan is carried by the the text and the and the and the actors. Mhm. Joker is carried by one guy. Yeah, you, know, you don't have Phoenix. Phoenix doesn't give that command performance. That movie goes nowhere. Yeah, so I honestly think that uh, Logan is a better film. Okay, I, I'm gonna actually disagree, and I'm gonna go Joker simply for the fact that I feel like Logan eventually, like whereas I think Joker, you know, kind of spins to a to a natural progression in terms of what ends up happening, and and how the zeitgeist kind of gets forms around him, and whether or not it's real or not, we don't know. We like we still don't know. I feel like it's still it's still very contained uh, mm-hmm. in the in the presentation of the film. Joke uh, Logan, I feel like eventually spins off into just a comic book movie. Like it starts out as this really gritty thing, and then when they're racing to get to the border, where I'm sitting there going like, "Why are they like? What's so important about this border? Like if they step over, like are they not going to get shot? Like is there uh, the action? There there was well that's. There was a piece of it where it eventually goes from what it could okay. be is and that, what it started out being into, into, like just, into just normal fodder. Does that pertain to it being a better film or not, or just better that you, why you liked one story over the other? No, I, to me, no, because no, I, enjoyed Logan more, I enjoyed Logan more than Joker. I can rewatch Logan. I don't ever need to see Joker ever again. It was the experience of watching it. I think, I think like you said, it's the experience of watching Joaquin Phoenix. But if I look back objectively, I look there and go, Joker's a better film. Logan right. is, is a you, good film, you. just not as good. In my, that's my humble Of opinion. course it is, because I do not agree. <laughs> Speaking of good films, Birds of Prey, the reviews are in, and they are when we come back. Mm-hmm. 
And we're back. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture. I mean, just chock full of good stuff to talk about. Coming out this week, I think tomorrow, right? Thursday, tomorrow, it's coming out, is uh, Birds of Prey. Or Friday, I guess, uh, February 7th is the official release, but I guess those, those Thursday midnight shows. Mm. First reactions actually were spilling out at the very tail end of last week's show, uh, but there seemed to be a lot of members of the press. They were able to attend early screenings, and the first impressions... Surprisingly, very positive. Maybe not surprisingly, I don't know. Surprisingly to me, because Suicide Squad was not as good. Uh, This is coming from IGN.com. Many praise the film's action, how great Margot Robbie is as Harley Quinn, and how creative and inventive the latest DC film is. Uh, The roundup on Twitter, you had IGN's uh, Jim Voljvoda. Vejvoda? Vovoda. Said, Birds of Prey is fun, probably the most and best choreographed fight scenes of any DC movie, and yet another great turn by Margot Robbie. Ewan McGregor is hilarious. Scenery-chewing scene-stealer is Black Mask. I also enjoyed the non-linear approach to the story. Not all the characters pop, but overall it's a very entertaining romp. Uh, It's also totally a sequel to Suicide uh, Squad, despite the standalone talk. It's just way, way better than Suicide Squad was. Uh, IGN's Laura Prudham also said, it's a riot oozing with attitude and some of the most inventive bone-crunching fight sequences in the superhero genre to date. So once again, highlighting that fight sequences. Um, IGN's Terry Schwartz liked it a lot. She also thinks this film may have one of the highest percentages of action in the modern comic book era. So it seems, seems like there is just a, a ton of it. Uh, Joshua Yule thinks Birds of Prey is like watching Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti's zaniest Harley Quinn comics come to life. And finally... Uh, there was one uh, where even if it's not completely praising it, uh, it's, commend- it's commending Margot Robbie, Ewan McGregor, and Chris Messina for their performances despite an uneven tone and pacing. So it seems like people are going into this film. It, one, one reviewer actually said I had very low expectations and came out you know, feeling on top. So the general consensus seems to be from critics highly positive. Where is your expectation meter for this film? And no. does this and, and do these reviews kind of influence your expectation meter in any way, shape, or form, good they, or bad? They do a little bit. I mean, they, you know, they make me more prepared to enjoy, you know, to, to, give, it a, to give it five minutes of my time and to, to give it the benefit of the doubt and see it. I'm happy that another comic book movie is coming out and it is not a disaster. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy that there's less, we're not, we're not dealing with 90s syndrome yeah. comic book movies. Um, it's, yeah, if, it's, if it is an intricate, nonlinear um, romp into the criminal mind yeah. of, a, you know, of, a, of a very famous comic book supervillain, not unlike Joker, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in, in, its, in its weird... Um, the, the weird uh, conference of events that has the Joker come out and then the Harley Quinn movie come out um, from DC, uh, then yeah, I mean, I, I think it does nothing but strengthen the genre. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. A lot. A lot I, I, of- I don't. I don't really have any skin in the game because oh. I, I'm not a particularly giant fan. Yeah. Of, of Margot Robbie's um, Harley uh, Quinn. Harley Quinn. I like Margot Robbie a lot. Mm-hmm. I just like the the original animated series Harley Quinn, and I don't sure. think she's quite 
she she quite captures that. Yeah, uh, that's my pref- preferred Harley Quinn, but I think she's fantastic, so I'm looking forward to it. A lot, a lot of John Wick uh, references too. Actually, when people are tweeting out like, "Oh, reminded me of John Wick," reminded me of John Wick. Katie Walsh from the LA Times says it's a totally campy and brutal carnival ride, a colorful, chaotic, and cheeky blast. For your consideration, Ewan McGregor, best supporting actor. Love Ewan McGregor in this in this film without having seen him, just seeing the trailers for it. Like I love the love the casting. It feels it feels it's sometimes when you when you take an actor who you know is a great actor and he was you know of the many disagreements we have about the prequels, we both agree he was probably the best at his at his role in the prequels. Mm. And to kind of yeah, put him in a, in a different shoe is kind of an awesome thing to see. Like there's something about that where I think I think I'm gonna yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what much. he can do with it. Yeah. Which is really strange. A guy who who is that uh, he's still in his prime. You know, mm-hmm. and he's still, mm-hmm. and you just don't see him much. He's very low key, you know, yeah. he's very, he's very uh, close to home kind of situation. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that too. Him as a villain, that's got to work. Yeah, it, you, know, you know, that's got to be something. It's, it's a, it's a quick... or, or villain antagonist because everybody in the movie is a villain, right? Yeah. So he's an antagonist. A lot of praise for Mary Elizabeth Winstead as well, too. Uh, she's getting a lot of accolades as well. I love her. I loved her in yeah, uh, in Live Free awesome. Die Hard. I loved her in a lot of different films. Scott that Pilgrim. She was in. I know Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. She was great. So I, I again, these are kind of things where you sit there. One Cloverfield Field Lane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you that's know? right. Oh, yeah, um, forgot about that one. Yeah. Here's my he's, concern, he's though. Here's my concern: when people go on a limb to say, "I love the action," the action better be so. Uh, amazing as to make up for if the story or the tone of the plotting is not good. Uh, I'll give you an example, and it's actually a bad example, but a movie that jumps to my mind when I think of action is Kill Bill Volume 1. The fight scenes with the Crazy 88s was so bananas that <laughs> that movie to me... A good description of it. Well, it was, <laughs> and, but it was so bananas that it was legendary and memorable and it was just one of those yeah, things and it that kinda, always stick in my brain it kind of cast a shadow on the second one because there wasn't anything right it wasn't there wasn't an event in the second one no but people looked at the second to. one as as the more serious installment uh, the more yeah. quote-unquote movie part of the movie but that first one to me is always my favorite just because that was so bananas and so out of this you know out of this world uh the matrix is another one where you sit there and go you're seeing something that's just I mean, I guess it had been done, but not necessarily in a mainstream film before where the action fighting sequences were so unbelievable. The Matrix was, just, was a, a visual monster. Right. You know, when it first came in 1999, when it first came out. I mean, it, if you look at the two major movies of 1999, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I love the prequels, right? You look at the, you got The Phantom Menace, which is very old school right. filmmaking, and you got The Matrix, which, you know, they, it revolutionized storytelling, mm-hmm. sort of film storytelling, and yet nothing has come close to it since. Yeah. Even the Matrix sequels mm-hmm. weren't as strong as the, that first movie. That first movie is just uh, astonishing. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, it- I, 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 hate, I hate the special edition kind of um, controversy, but if they would go back and upgrade all those special effects for the Matrix, because some yeah. of them are little... I mean, it's not their fault. Uh, it's you not don't the film's need fault. to. I don't think you need to. I don't think you need to touch I that film. I didn't say the word need. 
I said if they did, wouldn't be the I worst would, thing. I, yeah, it wouldn't be the worst thing for me. I would enjoy it very strongly. They don't need to do it. Yeah, and then you get you can't really you can't justifiably denigrate it for yeah. having dated special effects because it was twenty years ago. You know, so excuse me, over twenty years ago. Right. So you got you got you know shut up and, and deal with it. It's yeah. just like watching the 1930s King Kong. It's just what it is, what it is. And it's great for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they did upgrade those, that would still be pretty awesome. I would, I would be all right with it. Um, so are we, are we, so we're going to do our review next week and we're going to have that Kevin Sharp on coming up next. He's going to give us uh, a rundown of some of the comics we need to read. I also pulled up a list of my own. We're going to, we're going to compare notes and have a good time spinning the racks with them. That being said, your prediction sure to go wrong, Birds of Prey. Uh, billion dollar movie. Ooh. Sure to go wrong. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I think like a seventy ah. I think like a seventy to eighty million dollar opening. And this is I'm literally just guessing. I have no context. Usually I'll do some research. I did not do any research on this particular thing as to what it's tracking. Because it's actually a little I want to say it's a little too early. No, it's Wednesday. The tracking numbers no, probably yeah, came out. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Two days coming out tomorrow. Yeah, it probably came out. So. But anyway, I didn't look. I didn't see it, so I I didn't even think about doing that beforehand. Due I'm, diligence. I'm gonna say seventy Dolce. to eighty million. Do the due diligence tracking. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what right. I'm gonna say. For the weekend opening weekend. For the opening weekend, and I think number one at the box office two weeks in a row. That's I don't know what comes out. I don't know what comes out I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what comes out. It's got. It's got like Sonic. You know, like it's like, there's not really yeah. much coming out. <laughs> Give so, us I mean, your if it doesn't beat if it doesn't beat Sonic, then yeah, the heck with my uh, my billion dollar prediction. That's Give us your window. predictions. Sure to go wrong when we come back. That Kevin Sharp. I love just saying that because that's his Twitter handle. That Kevin Sharp. Up next, going spinning the racks. I'm everything my 19 year old self fought hard to not be. Yes, you are the. It's like nineteen you year old are, self is like. You've don't become sell out. what you hate. You've become the enemy. Nineteen year old self, don't sell out. <laughs> yeah, thirty nine year old self is like. Sell out sell every night. Out. <laughs> like, sell it out, baby. First sell sign of out. trouble. First sign of trouble. Sell out. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sire Studios Digital Network, SireDigital.com, and SecretsOfTheSire.com. We do this every week. We spin the comics to movies racks. Spin the rack, spin the We are joined by that Kevin Sharp. I love just referring you to you as that right. Kevin Sharp now because you have that on your as your Twitter handle. It's, it's, yep. It's, yeah. Feel free. Yes. Awesome. Uh, you were with us when Joker was first materializing. Uh, lo and behold, many months later, it is now materialized into the most nominated film in the Oscar contention. So we figured, why not bring you back? Let's spin the comics to movies racks with you. 
And, well, uh, I, th- I think that um, back in those innocent days of October of last year, <laughs> which, which of us could have predicted not only the Oscar nominations, but the record-breaking box office total worldwide for Joker, which I thought was a U.S. movie. I mean, obviously, not, I don't mean made in the U.S. I mean, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know how that would play internationally, and it's been gangbusters. It's, I know. I know. So apparently, the three of us were in the minority on this topic. That's why they play the game. <laughs> and that's my segue into Super Bowl. That was this past weekend. That was, that was very bad. That I thought this was a segue. fantastic segue. Okay. Yeah, fantastic all right. That's, that's fair. That's fair. It's, you're See, wrong, but you, the that's problem, fair. Is, Hassan, is you're not a sports fan. So you. Oh, there we go. Here, here comes get, my sports handicap again. You don't get the reference. That's why they play the game. You're that's right. What, I'll stop talking. I'll stop talking. Herm Edwards. That's why they play the game. You play to win the game. No. Um, <laughs> we talked earlier, Super Bowl, uh, commercial. Actually, first of all, just in general, everything about it was great. Uh, the game was, was, was entertaining enough. The halftime show was fantastic. Like, everything was great. But then the commercials, usually there's like one or two commercials where you're like, oh, man, I don't know. Oh, boy. But I feel like all of them were really, really on point. Um, you know, I, I think I, I named the Bill Murray Groundhog's Day as my favorite. Was there a favorite commercial? Uh, I'm gonna have to copy you, Mike. That was yeah. That was my highlight. That Although the like, J- the Jason Momoa one was pretty funny as well. Oof. Except yeah, that, that except I can't tell you what product that was for. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, because it was so jarring. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was so visually <laughs> jarring. My, you, my take was wiped your brain of of all the uh, the commercial. Uh, he should have he should have pulled his stuff off and Danny DeVito should have been underneath there. See then then that, I think that joke's been that's done a win. to death though. The win. I mean Arnold Schwarzenegger did that joke to death thirty years ago. So <sighs> no. That's right. that's that's where your innovation is. You're right. thirty years behind the trend. Or I'm retro and it's uh it's, <laughs> oh. it's completely yes, you're ahead of the trend again. Every, right. Yes, yes. Everything you come back old around is new. again. Everything old mm-hmm. is new. Okay. Um now, Kevin, you actually do not watch the movie trailers. So how did you make it through Super Bowl? Okay, so let me amend that comment and say I don't watch movie trailers for movies I plan to see. Ah, uh, okay. So did you, watch, did you watch any of the trailers on the Super Bowl? I watched Bowl the uh, Fast 9 trailer. Okay. <laughs> Sorry if that puts <laughs> me on the outs. I haven't seen one of those movies since the first one. And that's not because I didn't like the first one. That's just not my favorite kind of action movie. Fast 5. I recommend if you're if you're if there's Can a rainy I just day drop in? Can I just drop got, in on yes, Fast Five? Yes, because that was actually my first Fast and Furious movie. Oh, okay. I went because my wife was a big fan. And then so I yes. it's also the first one no, it's the, it's the first one, one with the rock. Yeah, it was the second one where uh 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 Walker and uh and uh Vin Diesel get back together. But yes. they get back together again in the fourth one. You, so if you, you watch the first one, the second one and the third one have you have not almost nothing to do right. with the first one and then you get to the fourth one and it's kind of a serious reboot where all the original um all the original stars characters right guess, yeah you could call you them know characters, the characters. yeah <laughs> getting technical right, okay getting okay fast five fast five noted fast five check it out was real quick before we move on james wan didn't he direct uh tokyo drift or was that yes he did right so future so, yes. Aquaman directors. So you saw the Fast Nine trailer, but did you did you sneak in the Disney Plus trailer? So I was in a room full of people, 
And I, when a movie trailer would start, I would either leave the room mm-hmm. to stuff my face further, or I would look down at the floor and put my fingers in my ears. Mm. That's, that's the, the, the five-year-old approach. I love it. It's good. <gasps> yeah. So I missed the James Bond trailer. Mm-hmm. Once I knew what it was, I missed the Top Gun trailer once I knew what it was. And I did see the Disney Plus trailer because I wasn't aware of what that was <laughs> until I was so deep into it that there was no turning back. So now, I saw that's that. A, that's technically a TV show trailer. Is there a yes. difference? Yeah. yeah. Is there any difference? Um, I've just... Well, he wants to see people. it. Can so you reconcile he... it? No. I, there is no experience more gratifying to me in entertainment than going into something completely cold. Yeah. I, I agree it's... with you, actually. For instance, the movie Parasite, which may come up when we talk Oscars, I knew literally nothing about that movie other than the director and that it was from Korea. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the great movie-going experiences of 2019. Okay. And anytime I can replicate that, I will. Anyway, so that's a long way of answering, yes, I watched the Disney Plus trailer. (laughs) (laughs) So this is our take, and this was kind of interesting. All the shots, the promo shots of like Winter Soldier is whatever. Um, like it's great, but it's expected. Uh, the, you didn't see it, but the black widow trailer earlier, didn't really reveal anything that the first trailer didn't do. So it wasn't anything groundbreaking. Uh, and Loki literally has that one, you know, scene and and you might as well have been watching Avengers in that scene because it's it's no different than any, uh, Loki shot. The WandaVision stuff just has us, it looks completely bananas in a good way. Uh, I'll say the Loki, my, if I had to put money on it, and this is with no talking to anybody connected, I would bet they haven't shot a frame of Loki. Yeah. And so that's all you had. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Cap and, or is it Winter, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Falcon and Winter Soldier, yep. Eh, yeah. Not my two favorite characters from the MCU, but okay. The reason I have Disney Plus, besides The Mandalorian, is from the concept art of that WandaVision series Ooh, that they okay. released a few months ago. As soon as I saw what the approach was, I mm-hmm. am in. Yeah. In. Yeah. And that trailer or those clips, whatever, mm-hmm. wow, can't wait. Bring cool. it. I'll All take right. it. Inject it into my veins right now. I like it. I like it. All right. We touched upon Oscars uh, earlier in the show. Found a really great article from CBR lamenting why Logan did not receive as many, uh, or not even as many, just did not receive more Oscar love back in the day even though it did exactly what Joker did, which is reinvent the superhero uh, movie you know, storyline by, by kind of just throwing it on its head. You, are not, you, you and Hassan, not big fans of the Joker movie, though, correct? Uh, I, yes, correct for the most part. Yeah. How shocked and what do you attribute, and this is what I asked Hassan, what do you attribute the Oscar love Besides Joaquin Phoenix, who I think is very deserving. No, I don't think anybody across the board could look at his performance and not say, okay, I get it, right? So here's, hmm. here's my educated guess on this, is that there are certain movies that will come along where the lead performance is so dynamic and so powerful that the movie rides on the back of that performance. And I think that Oscar voters, and people talk about, oh, the Oscars want to send this message or that message, and it's completely wrong. Mm-hmm. It's thousands of people scattered all to the winds. It's not like a cabal in an underground right. chamber. But, but my point being, I think people are so captivated by the performance that mm-hmm. the movie is pulled along with it on the coattails. 
and, and that's what, what I, I think. Said, the, that was that was kind of my take on it. Is that is that Joaquin was like carrying the entire film. He like yeah. pulled them film across the finish line. Yeah, I think you're right. So if I was filling out an Oscar ballot, I would say Joaquin Phoenix, the score, which I think is fantastic, mm-hmm. and the production design is really good for basically doing Taxi Driver, but it's still really good. <laughs> <laughs> but taxi I can't Driver really... and, and the King of Comedy, like yeah, a, right. a weird mashup. Right. Yeah. So that, that's my guess on that. I think that, the, I think that people appreciate the performance so much that the film is rewarded kind of with the fairy dust sprinkling down from the performance. This is a question I didn't actually ask Hassan earlier, and now it's just one that kind of popped into my head. You know, Hassan, you had mentioned that, you know, Todd Phillips' disdain for comic book movies, he was quoted as saying, uh, I I tried to make a real movie. Do you think his Mm -hmm. disdain is actually supported by Academy members by the use of their vote here and, and kind of giving it that vote, kind of almost a we support you in your you know just yeah you have the scorsese comments you have all these comments coming out about it uh, you know about the the current state of feature films and this is kind of a big f you to the comic book world in a sense kevin you think there's any validity to that again it's hard to know because you don't know what's going through each person's mind when they fill out the ballot but if you if you sometimes these articles come out where it's like anonymous Oscar voter talks about why they chose what they chose. Mm-hmm. They usually show up around this time of year in the Hollywood Reporter and Variety, etc. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked at all if that was if that comment was printed anonymously, what you just floated. Oh no, no, that wasn't a comment. That was just a theory I just made. No, like, no, right I'm now. saying, but if that was somebody's oh, comment, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah, Hassan. How brilliant is your co-host? Come on. We did a... Look at this guy. <laughs> I got it. I figured it all out. <laughs> we, did a, we did like a weird expose on the uh, Academy Awards um, a year ago, like two That's years right. ago. So prior to that, I would have agreed with you. But uh, it, the way they choose these things are so haphazard. And so inside baseball kind of lobbying and, mm-hmm. and weirdness that goes on that you can't really know. It's it's almost like your studio has to do to due diligence to get to get the work in the hands of the academy way back at the production stage. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it's not like an academy of experts gets together in a room and watches a bunch of movies. No, decides. no, no. It is it's totally not like that. So well, I, I actually just saw like a comment that said like a lot of people are saying the reason why Greta Gerwig didn't get a nomination was that most people just didn't even see Little Women. Like they just didn't even bother to see it. So, uh, this, so then there, there goes your theory. <laughs> I, can tell, I can tell you this. Maybe. Um, I can yeah. tell you this firsthand, and I'm not going to name names, but it'll still work without it. There are two older movie stars who I personally know of who, when an Oscar ballot comes in, don't even touch it because they haven't seen most of the movies Mm-hmm. Give it to an assistant, give it to a wife, give it to mm-hmm. a whatever. Just say, hey, you see a lot of movies, you fill this out. <laughs> so you don't know actually who's even voting. Yeah. What's, what's so yeah. surprising about that is, is I have a really good friend. Uh, he was co-creator of Descendant with me. And he watches every single movie. And I'm sitting there going like, man, I would love to be involved in the movie business, but do I have to watch every single... Like, <laughs> he literally watches. So he must be... The abnormality. He's the he's the he's the yeah. exception to the rule. Apparently, it's it's hard to imagine I'd, I'd that 
Um, every everybody <laughs> so in the yeah everybody in the academy has a streaming channel now, where yeah. they can screen all of these. You don't even have to leave your couch. Yeah, it's hard to believe you can at least watch the Best Picture nominees and form yeah. an opinion. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a lot of work. Well, well, everybody's a little too self-important to do pretty much anything, you know, that doesn't have anything uh, to do with their Im- show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can testify to that. <laughs> All right. We got one uh, side. So this is just a jam-packed weekend, which is fantastic, and, you know, coming off the Super Bowl as well. We, we just we got the Oscars coming up, which is going to be great and exciting. Uh, what's... Real quick, you know, we didn't actually do, which is our actual Oscar predictions sure to go wrong. So, Kevin, I'll leave it up to you. Your Oscar predictions sure to go wrong. Oh, how many categories do I have to do? Oh, just take your pick of your favorite one. Oh, Parasite's going to win Best Foreign Film. Yeah, that's a uh, given. I think, I think you're right. I, I hear so much chatter about 1917 as Best Picture, but I, I would not be shocked if somebody said Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You think so? I think I'm not. I'm not predicting that. that. I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Okay. Well, he right. already. He. Do you, I agree with you, but he already won best. I mean, he could do. He Tarantino could pull an upset, but he won for Django. Didn't he win best picture for Django? No, best screenplay. Oh no, best, best screenplay. screenplay. But I mean, yeah. okay. So he won a major Academy yeah. Award for an yeah. for a movie previous. Yeah. So, this isn't, yeah, it's not like he's been locked out. So let me ask I, you guys. I think, uh, I think 1917 is the darling. You know, yeah. as far as, as as far as I don't I don't that doesn't necessarily mean it will win. I'm not saying that, that that's what the one will win, but you could you could always tell which one is the darling, which one is mm-hmm. the one that everybody mm-hmm. suspects is going to be the one that to to carry itself across the finish line. As, so, at, would you guys think? Would you guys be surprised or not surprised if Joaquin Phoenix won the Oscar? I would be shocked if he didn't. Because yeah. he just because he's be been he just because he has been he has cleaned up every single award show. Yeah. Like there is no and He's the only one who deserves it yeah. for that movie. Yeah. You know, everybody else, um, that that movie I don't think that movie deserves that many accolades. I think he deserves the accolades. Yeah. I, which um, which would be two actors having won Academy Awards for playing the Joker. I know. Bizarre. Who? What a world! <laughs> what a world! <laughs> which, which completely makes Jared Leto look terrible. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> it looks really bad. Just absolutely, absolutely terrible. Because he right. came. I mean, Joaquin snuck up from behind Jared and stole the Joker role, and then yeah. won an Academy Award for it. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Speaking of the Suicide Squad and and Jared Leto, so we've got Birds of Prey coming out. Um, comic book expert behind the scenes. That's what we're dubbing you. So you've, oh, well. Yeah. Are you dubbing me behind the scenes or I'm an expert behind the scenes? Hmm. <laughs> Neither. No, I don't know. No, okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, Birds of Prey. So I found this as well, too. I, I found 10 essential comics to read before the new movie comes out. Oh, but okay. what, uh, what series do you think is quintessential reading so that folks can get acclimated, even though this movie really has nothing to do with Birds of Prey? Right. So that's... <laughs> The, the problem is that most of the Birds of Prey series over the years, and it's been started, rebooted, mm-hmm. ended, relaunched, rebooted, ended, relaunched, etc., have it's a team of heroes. The only constant is or are Batgirl and um, Oracle, uh, Black Canary. Oh, Black Canary, okay. Oracle slash Batgirl, because it's sometimes the same person. Yeah. Sometimes it's a different Batgirl. It's hard to explain to people, because Harley Quinn has... 
it seems like a mashup of two different series, which is Gotham City Sirens, yeah. which is a villain team, mm-hmm. and Birds of Prey, which is a hero team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's not a direct corollary where you could say, oh, if this movie looks good to you, go read this. They were supposed to be launching a new Birds of Prey book with Harley Quinn around this time, and I know it's been delayed, and I don't know if it's still on the schedule or when it's coming out, but I'm curious, what were the 10 essential recommendations so this one had birds of prey black canary and oracle uh this is a one shot and brought dinah lance black canary back to superheroes uh it's chuck dixon and gary frank uh two of my favorite creators and uh kicked off the beginnings of the team here and it's a must read for fans looking to explore the origins of the team yeah that's the very first run chuck dixon was the creator of the chuck dixon took the entire subset of Batman characters and ran yeah. wild with them in the nineties. And, and that was when I was actually reading any of the DC, you know, Batman characters was when he was writing them. He's, he's phenomenal. Harley Quinn, uh, previously mentioned Robbie will be reprising her role. The character has never actually been a member of birds and prey, regardless the film is set to explore Harley's transition into a solo anti-hero. Carl Kessel, mm-hmm. Kessel and Terry and Rachel Dotson brought Harley Quinn into the DC yeah. universe, uh, on her own away from the abuses of the Joker in this series. Second, Got- I second that recommendation. Yeah. Gotham Central. Um, this is the Renee Montoya. Uh, now, yeah. uh, you know, the funny part about Harley Quinn, too, she was created for the animated series, correct? Yes. yes. So is Renee Montoya, who uh, will be played by Rosie Perez. So Gotham Central is a recommendation so you can learn more. So uh, let me group- jump in on this real quick. Gotham yeah. Central is a great series for any – you don't even need to know anything about comics or Batman or anything. It's about the Gotham City Police Department – solving cases and occasionally batman will appear or the joker will appear that i can't that's I'm awesome sh- i'm shocked that has not been made into a tv series because you don't you wouldn't even need a budget it's a cop show with occasional yeah. superhero elements and that is a great book do you know what's really funny that combination to me would scare the bejesus out of a hollywood executive like i could sit there and say the like i could picture a hollywood executive being like what do you mean batman doesn't show up yeah <laughs> <laughs> We, we can't do that. Like, no. <laughs> like, I guess yeah. Gotham would be the closest to it, but that went full on Bonanza. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, yeah. superhero. So uh, I, I feel like they, I feel like, I don't even know if audiences are ready for something like that either. I feel like there's something about that that, you know, maybe another year or two, maybe another, you know, after a flood of more. I don't know. I think the DC Universe streaming service would be a good home mm. for a show like that. I could see that. I could see that. All right, we got Batman Huntress, Cry for Blood, uh, which is uh, Greg Rucka and Rick Burchett's Batman Huntress. Uh, it's a great murder mystery. It also dives into Helena. Uh, Helena? Helena. Yeah. Bert- Bertinelli, who's the Huntress. Uh, her origins is an orphan daughter, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who's, who's gaining accolades from the uh, leaked reviews. Uh, so, ready for, for the random, random trivia here? Yes. So, Huntress originally was Helena Wayne, who was the daughter of Batman and Catwoman of Earth 2. Oh, dear God. And then once yeah. they got rid of Earth 2 in the continuity, they reinvented Huntress as the orphan daughter of this crime boss. So, now she's uh, Helena Bertinelli. Okay. And I, that's the version in the movies. Okay. Oh, very, very nice. I did not know that. Did you, uh, what did you think of the Arrowverse uh, crisis, all that stuff. Did you did you consume I, that? I did. I did consume it. Did you guys watch that? I, it was my first episode of Arrow ever. <laughs> I'm a lapsed. Fantastic. I'm a lapsed fan, so I haven't seen any of those shows in a couple of years. But it, you know what? It really made me smile. A lot of things, but just as a quick shout out, Brandon Ruth was a really good Superman. 
Yeah. His movie wasn't great, but no. he wasn't the problem at all. Correct. No, I agree. Correct, and he got to he got to reprise uh, his or yeah. something in that. So that, that as a as I think the uh, Kingdom the Come Kingdom one. Come. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. One of these days, it's on my Which queue. Is pretty heavy. That's a heavy uh, role right there. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Birds of Prey of like minds. Uh, it is uh, these issues particularly focusing on Black Canary and Oracle with appearances from other ga- uh, Gotham characters like Catwoman and Nightwoman, uh, Nightwing. Uh, this is the arrival of Gail Simone and Ed Bennis to the title. Uh, I think when you think of Birds of Prey, that's actually yeah. who you think of yeah. as, the, as the main creative force. Uh, Batman War Games, because it has Black Mask. Black Batman Mark of Cain, uh, playing a young, you know, Cassandra Cain, uh, who is in the Birds of Prey movie. So that's another one where uh, she's in there as well, too. Birds of Prey, Sensei and Student rounds it out. Uh, Gail Simone and Ed Bennis continue to explore the members of the team individually, uh, with the sensei and student storyline diving into Black Canary's past and her relationship with Lady Shiva. So those are your 10 essentials. So um, here's a scorching hot take for you. Yeah. I think Margot Robbie was the best part of Suicide Squad. Mm, scorching take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to get too controversial. Because that film was, was so good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just let some dead air hang there. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Much like Joaquin Phoenix in Joker, I thought she was just electric beyond the movie. Yeah. And I'm not sure if she wasn't in Birds of Prey, what my interest level would be in this movie. None. But with her there, absolutely, I'll go see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Predictions sure to go wrong. Birds of Prey. Uh, Hassan said $1 billion movie. I said it's going to be billion. 70- billion. Not yeah, that's billion. That's what I said. Billion. <laughs> that's what I said. Billion. You, you, oh. you said million. No, I, <laughs> well, I that, now that's a hot take. That's it will make one yeah, million. Yeah, totally one million will be the total. 70, 70 to 80 million opening weekend for myself. What's your prediction Whoa. sure to go wrong? 70 to 80 opening? That's right. Okay. I'm going to say opening will be in the 50 to 60 range. Okay. That's, that's not terribly, that's not hugely discrepant. That's, that's okay. I, I just think that there's maybe not enough. Um, meat on the bone for the general public who knows nothing about any of this mm. other than don't you love this Harley Quinn character? I think this is one that will hang around longer and build rather than be a dynamic out of the gate um, explosion. That's why we have you on the show, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. It's just that, proven wrong. <laughs> at that. <laughs> he said it. I didn't. I you'll know I, in a week. You'll know in a week how I much know. credibility I have. I know. It's, it's pretty fantastic. All right. Tell everyone where they can find you and all the cool stuff you got going on. Okay. You can find me on Twitter, as Mike likes to say, at that Kevin Sharp. Love it. Um, my kind of my baby project online is called Between the Panels. It's a comic creator interview series, which somebody on this podcast was once a part of. It's true. You can find that on fanbasepress.com. Uh, around comic convention season time, I do writing for Sci-Fi Wire, but I'm, you won't find me there right now because we're in between con season. So the best place to find me is Twitter or Fanbase Press. All right. And uh, we appreciate you jumping on. Uh, next week, we're going to find out just how right and just how wrong all of us were yes. as we dive into the Oscars and give you our review of Birds of Prey. We'll see you next week. <laughs>